The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome to Non Google Search Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're turning the spotlight onto how you can optimize your SEO efforts onto some of the most important search engines that don't start with the letter G. Joining us today is David Capone, who is the Director of Search Engine Optimization and an Executive Producer for YouTube at Fanatics, which is the world's largest e-commerce retailer of licensed sports merchandise. And today, Dave is going to talk to us about his strategies for creating organic video content on Google's sister site, YouTube. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on the show, here's my conversation with Dave Capone, director of SEO and executive producer of YouTube content for Fanatics. Dave, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, I want to say it's great to have a not only a friend of the show come on, but also a a neighbor. Fanatics' corporate headquarters, or at least one of them, is right around the corner from the search metrics office. So to everybody at Fanatics who may be listening to this podcast, hello. It's good to reconnect. Uh, I didn't know actually where you guys are from. Yeah, we're we're based here in San Mateo, right across from the right across the street from Fanatics' office in uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So San Mateo, nice area. Been out there. There's a Mexican food truck that serves delicious tacos over by a Lowe's in that location <laughs> that I've been to very many, many times. <laughs> we're, if we're good for nothing, this area is definitely good for the occasional street taco. But let's talk a little <laughs> bit about SEO and specifically about YouTube. Why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about your role at Fanatics and what does Fanatics do? Sure. So I've been with Fanatics for about 13 years now. So started from our startup, you know, from a little 
warehouse growing to a large company that we are now. You know, part of my role, what we do is an SEO and probably talking to your audience, which is full of SEOs, is that I'm responsible for maintaining the strategy for all of our properties on the internet. So all of our properties uh, means that we have our branded sites like Fanatics, Fans Edge. We have our league stores like NFL Shop, NBA Store, all those good stores like that. And then we have partner stores as well, where we'll run the official online store of like the Florida Gators or Florida State University, for example. And part of my job as a director is to make sure that we are ranking for probably as many keywords as possible. So like looking at our keyword universe and then trying to find you know, the best way to optimize those sites and increase the visibility of those sites on organic search. So you're not only a director of SEO, right? Focusing on optimizing your keyword rankings, but you also focus as an executive producer of YouTube. Talk to me a little bit about how you think of YouTube as a channel and how does it compare and contrast to your SEO strategy? Great. So selfishly, YouTube is something that has been on my mind for probably 10 years. And we had our, our first sort of take into YouTube a long time ago where we started creating video. They were awful. And it still did pretty good back in the day. And YouTube was... For us, it was like, hey, this is the next direction for video. Like People consume information in different ways. They can read an article, but not everyone has time to go through and read an article or spend the time to research you know, informational queries. Whereas video is something you can pick up, you can watch, you can, you can be in the shower watching a video. I'm sure you know, a lot of our listeners are you know, in the shower listening to podcasts or you know, going through your daily routine. So that's how I kind of looked at it was like, look, this is something that we want to focus on where I think you know, being the second largest search engine in the world, you know, with Google being the first, there's so much opportunity to develop content and to attack it in a different way. So the quest started a long time ago. We lost a little bit of momentum due to just like, you know, the outstanding growth that we saw in SEO and changing focus. And when the opportunity came last year to kind of jump back into YouTube, I really kind of said, hey, we're going to take all the things that we've learned over the last 10 years and we're going to really go at it and take all the learnings that we had over, you know, the last, you know, 10 years and, and put that into practice and see how we do. So obviously, YouTube and video is a different level of fidelity than pure text-based content. Talk to me about how you think about content production. What resonates on YouTube? You know, what makes a great video? As SEOs are thinking about their content development strategy, what do they need to know? So when you're optimizing for text, right, you you want to make sure you got your keyword bucket and you've got all the keywords that you want to get into a, on a landing page, and they're really kind of thinking about how can I mold this that it's great for a user, it's great for someone who's reading it, and get my keywords in that I need to to make sure that I can show up on the queries I want to. With YouTube, it's kind of similar Where if you think it's conversational, right? So when you're writing a script, it's very similar to how you're molding and crafting your paragraph or, or you know, your, your landing page of the words and how you want to portray yourself. But it's more conversational, like you're having a conversation with the audience. So really kind of taking that approach can really kind of amplify your script writing because it's very, very similar. It's interesting that you're talking about script writing because when I think of you know YouTube influencers and a lot of the content that's happening now, I think of YouTube being very much a user-generated content. Tell me a little bit about Fanatics' strategy. Are you creating UGC? Are you writing scripts? Is it you know highly produced? What's working for you? So with Fanatics... Previously, we had some UGC where a few years ago, we had a, a marketing campaign called Love Never Loses. 
And unless you're a Cleveland Indians fan, sorry, Cleveland, I'm sorry, <laughs> couldn't help it. So we were we were playing on the uh, the passion in sports, really. Like if someone scores a a walk off grand slam, we were really showing how the individuals uh, or, or UGC the content how they reacted to those moments in sports. And it was really great. We had a couple hundred thousand views on a guy who was doing a rap on the Carolina Panthers. Just straight up was was uh, freestyling, uh, you know, his, his rap. He recorded it. He, he submitted it for UGC. And we posted it on our channel with a commercial and it blew up. We had a child who was probably about three or four years old who could name all the teams by their helmets. I, I couldn't do that at three years old. But this kid was doing that, and that went viral too. So we're able to capture some of that, you know, uh, that passion that fans have, and we were able to portray that on, on video. Okay, so user-generated is one powerful tool that you can basically harvest and collect videos that are being created by your community, uh, sports being specifically passionate communities. You know, I understand how you can collect all of those videos and then repost them as your own content. What are some of the other content formats that are out there that you've seen? I, you know, obviously there is some very scripted and highly produced content. Is are there shades of gray in between? Sure, we have our long form content where you know we are working on series. Where the one in particular that we're using right now is our Ask Me Anything series, uh, and long form really is just like we're trying to put together like a recurring series that we're you know videos are around four to five minutes. Um, you know, we're bringing in athletes as uh, they're signing memorabilia for us and we're asking them through a Reddit, ask me anything. So those have been rather successful for us. And there's other forms of content too that we have out there where there's sponsored content where we may have a particular vendor or a particular company that we might be interested in working with. And we'll come up with a concept idea and try and pitch it to them and see if, you know, if we can work collaboratively or and sponsor a particular video series. So there's always that sponsored content video that that's out there. And then we have our own in-house video stuff that we're doing where purely from a SEO standpoint, we were kind of coming across it as like, hey, there's some opportunity to rank in Google search. There's some opportunity to uh, capture some of the search volume or capture some of the audience in YouTube. How do we marry the two and make it so that we can take up, you know, have Google feature us in the video snippet that's been, you know, predominantly showing up lately. And when we've seen, you know, Google take a, more approach of like, hey, maybe like five or six years ago, Google said they were taking thumbnails away from the search results where video would show up, but thumbnails weren't there. So they were CTR went down and it wasn't really a good time. Now they've actually got that carousel where, you know, it could be predominantly showing up in a mobile search query. It could just be showing up on a desktop search query. And as long as you've got a good thumbnail, you can, you can attract a click. So taking that strategy of like, hey, thinking from an SEO standpoint, thinking from what our fans are, or what our customers might be interested in, and really kind of marrying those two into our own internal sort of SEO or not SEO, uh, YouTube team, where we've kind of created content based off of that. So we're saying, um, what do our fans uh, or what do our, our customers really want? You know, what are some of the things that we can do to better portray our product to our customers? And then how do we take that and then make it entertaining? So essentially, you're reverse engineering what YouTube content you are creating by looking at where there is a gap in Google for videos, seeing where you can create a video that ranks, and then producing that content for YouTube, right? And so you're still doing an SEO, a search optimization strategy, but you're using your video asset and trying to drive people to your YouTube channel 
uh, instead of creating a page for it. Correct. So we're we're kind of using SEO as as a tool for us to generate video uh, on YouTube. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about when you have a video, what you're doing to optimize it for rankings in YouTube search engine. Sure. So there's a lot that goes into when you're setting up a YouTube video. For us, we've been taking a look at you know search volume on our titles and we're really kind of trying to craft the perfect title. But what we've noticed is that a lot of times if you're going in and you know creating the best SEO sort of page title, it's not the or sorry, YouTube title, it's not particularly going to get or attract a click like it would on YouTube. So it works a little bit differently. We've been kind of taking taglines of uh, and creating more click friendly or clickbaity sort of click t- uh, titles where if it's an AMA, we might include something like for Blake Bortles, it was, you know, wh- the question was, what did you do for what your first NFL paycheck and I think he paid his brother's college off was the answer. So we put that in the title. We were, we were, you know, it was like Blake Bortles paid his brother's uh, college tuition off with his first paycheck. And we were putting things like that in the title, which seemed to uh, respond a little bit better when you have like these really crafted SEO sort of titles, they don't really do as well. I know from an SEO standpoint, it's like, you know, I have to have the keyword in there. So you do, but also it relies on the content that you're, you're putting in. So putting a really good description, we're putting, time marks on there as well. So if if we're doing a listicle type format video, we're, we're saying, okay, if you want to skip to this particular one, you can click on that in the description. And from an, like an SEO standpoint, it's really like making sure that you're, you've got a really good description. You've got a great title that is click-worthy. M- mainly just putting something interesting in your title to get a click. And what a lot of people don't know is that not only are you getting clicks from Google or or whatnot, but a large portion of your clicks are also coming from Google recommended or YouTube recommended. So when you're finished watching a video, it's recommending you what's next. So as, as long as you're optimizing for that particular keyword or that topic, you'll have a good chance of showing up in that suggested video or recommended video at the end of your user's first video. So a lot of clicks come from that too. So what I'm hearing is that you, in terms of title, right, you're not necessarily just keyword stuffing for your titles. You're trying to do something that's a little bit more engaging, a little bit of a... Uh, you said clickbaity type headline. 
something that's going to be attention grabbing. In terms of the copy and some of the other options you have, meta tags, descriptions, are there any other tools that you're thinking about in terms of driving visibility? How do you categorize your content? What else are you doing to optimize it to make sure that it ranks and performs? Great. Uh, Another thing is that you want to pay attention to how your videos are performing in YouTube itself. So what is your audience retention? How long do they watch your videos? And really kind of get better at that point. You know, we've noticed that the longer the videos are, the least amount of people get there. So maybe at the end of our video, if it's five minutes, 10% of the people will actually make it that far. So retention is, is huge. And those are some metrics that you can kind of gauge yourself with success as well. Watch time, that's something else that we're looking at in terms of how long visitors or, or viewers are watching our content. And those are signals that YouTube looks at. So if people are engaging with your content, leaving comments, leaving likes, are watching your content for 75% or 80% of that, and you're retaining 80% of your viewers, that's really engaging content or video that will have more of a chance to be successful in YouTube. So those are all the things that you need to shoot for when trying to develop a video. And you can start small. So for guys that don't have access to a, like a, a Hollywood studio or have access to talent or, or whatever, I've seen you know ranking videos where a guy is in his bedroom and he's uh, just taking out hats and showing them on camera and having success there. So don't feel that it's not accessible for everybody at different levels. I, I think it's something that as long as you are like entertaining and you're keeping the audience retention pretty high and you can do things where you can say, hey, um, I guess you can add like a value prop to staying for five minutes, right? So like uh, a lot of times if you look at like, you won't believe when you're looking at those those click gallery things where they're saying you won't believe number five, right? You know, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least you get five clicks in and then, you know, people are are there. You can always say like, stay to the end of the video where, you know, we'll have a contest, right? you know, or stay to the end of the video and, you know, we'll present something that you've never seen before. So really kind of presenting... Uh, Providing that value to try and keep the visitor there, that's going to help you in the long run of getting your retention up, your minutes up and and your view minutes up, and ultimately being more successful on YouTube. One of the things you mentioned and and that we kind of omitted before in terms of types of content, which I think is incredibly prevalent and successful on YouTube, is a lot of it is educational content, right? How do I fix this widget or how do I, you know, use this program might not necessarily be, well, I guess it could be content for fanatics. So, you know, how does Blake Bortles throw a spiral and he's walking through and giving examples or does Blake Bortles throw a spiral? Sorry, Blake. Um, (laughs) You know, he's walking through and showing how he throws a football and how his grip is different or, you know, whatever it is. But I do see in terms of content formats, there's a lot of educational content that brands have made to be successful one thing that I'm curious about, you mentioned earlier that you're kind of reverse engineering. You're seeing where there's a content gap in Google and then creating YouTube videos to fill that. Do you find that you're getting data from YouTube, which influences some of your strategies in SEO? Really what I'm asking is how do Google and Yahoo work together for you? Uh, so looking at it together, I haven't really kind of gotten any of those signals from from YouTube yet. Looking at like the analytics and looking at all the the demographics and things like that. Like I, to be honest, you know, I I haven't really seen too much actionable analytics from that. So anything that I can pull to create another video, for example, or create content based off of the analytics I'm getting have not been there yet. What we've kind of, our North Star has always been kind of like views and and subscribers. 
So that's kind of like what our success metrics are or how we kind of define the the strategy or what's working, what's not working. Some of the good things in, in analytics is it kind of shows you your performance of your channel and all of your videos uh, over like the last 30 days and the videos that you've released. And when you launch a video, it shows you in comparison how your video is performing uh, versus the aggregate, right? So you've got like this uh, shadow box that kind of shows your, your old previous performance based off of all the videos that you've launched and then how this one is kind of trending compared to that. So you can gauge performance pretty quickly uh, and they have real-time uh, analytics where you can see where your videos are going. And then don't be f- afraid to change your title if you think it's not working, right? So if, if you're in there and you're seeing that the performance is low, you can kind of go back and tweak a little bit to see if you maybe you'll add some more description, maybe you'll add a, a better title. But don't be afraid to go back in and tweak. A lot of times YouTube will go back and respider it and it'll show up within you know 12 hours or so. So it's it's a, a continual sort of... For us, it's, it's continually trying to make sure that we're gauging ourselves against you know our our older success or, or videos that are that are successful and then saying okay let's course correct and fix those ones okay any last uh, bits of advice for how SEOs can think about or optimize their video and YouTube content sure so I think one is identifying the vision of what you want to do with your channel right come up with the concept come up with the idea and really kind of define what you want to do as that sort of vision. What does the set look like? What is the premise? What is uh, what? What are you trying to accomplish? How are you trying to do things for your customers that are a little bit different? Or if it's like the educational we talked about before, where you know maybe I don't know how to swing a bat correctly, and how does that translate to your customers? And then how does that translate you know to more subscribers and more views? For us, it was you know taking a look at a lot of questions that our customers have. You know, pictures can only say so much, right? So. When you're taking photos and you've got you know your standard three quarter shot, you got your top view shot of a pretty of a product. It doesn't really go into nuts and bolts. So part of the strategy could be looking at um, look at the stitching on this stuff. Like this is really cool, you know, multicolored stitching, or there's certain features that aren't focused on, or maybe some of the questions that you're getting from from reviews or questions that you're getting from customer service. You know, those are all great places to kind of curate content for YouTube how-to videos, uh, common questions and things from customer service, you know, and then looking at, you know, uh, even talking to your buyers and saying like, hey, what are some of the things that you wish we could do with with uh, our products on video? And then you might be so, so surprised that they might be invested with it as well and say, hey, you know, we got these new tennis rackets in, but they have a special way that they're strong. And we don't show that in pictures, but you have to, you know, take video of it and show you like, hey, this is strong a different way or something. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, there's a different level of fidelity. And and I mentioned that earlier and you can go into more detail and you can use the visual medium to try to explain products and services and build content and engagement with your customers in a totally new way. And it's hard to beat the combination of movement and sound. Right, video is an incredibly powerful tool. It can be expensive to produce, um, but it is valuable and engaging. And as you mentioned, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. It happens to be owned by Google, so let's let's marry the two of them together. The thing that stuck out to me about this conversation was that you're using Google data to influence what your YouTube strategy is, not necessarily using YouTube to influence what your Google strategy, which I thought would be the opposite. And it makes perfect sense. At the end of the day, you know, I think the goal for YouTube channels is very much about creating a subscriber base, similar to if you were sending a newsletter or in our case, developing a podcast. And one of the keys that I've seen to be able to do that is 
you have to have some sort of consistency in developing your content, right? When somebody sees a video, if you're able to replicate the format of video that you have, um, you know, whether it's the same personalities, the same type of content or the same topic, that's going to give people a reason to subscribe. If they like one video and they realize that you're going to produce more and more of them on a specific topic, they're likely to subscribe in the same way that with the Voices of Search podcast, we try to cover everything in similar styles and on similar topics. We pretty much only exclusively cover search-related and content-related topics. So uh, a lot to think about in terms of mastering YouTube. Obviously, video is a dramatically different medium than text. But Dave, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us a little bit about your work and how to use the channel. Awesome. It was great being on the show. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Dave Capone, director of SEO and executive producer for YouTube at Fanatics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Dave, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is David Capone, D-A-V-I-D-C-A-P-O-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is fanatics.com, F-A-N-A-T-I-C-S.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.